Welcome to the Unconventional RD Podcast, where we inspire dietitians to think outside of the traditional employment box and create their own unconventional income streams. We'll talk all things online business to help you start, grow, and scale your own digital empire. One of the more common questions I get as an online business owner who creates content is how do you decide what content you put out for free and what content is paid? If you're putting out a bunch of information on social media, YouTube, a podcast, or blog, why would someone buy from you? Wouldn't giving away all the goods hurt your bottom line? That's the line of questioning that typically comes up when we talk about free versus paid content. And I just want to assuage your fears. Putting out free content will not kill your sales. Actually, the more you give online, the more people will purchase from you. And the reason for that is trust. By giving away high quality free content that actually solves your ideal client's problems, they grow to see you as an authority in your space. If you can clearly understand and address their problems with your free content, they're thinking, how great must the paid content be? So in this episode, I want to give you six tips for understanding the differences between free and paid content and how they play together. Tip number one, free content gives a taste, but paid content solves a problem. If you're worried that giving away high quality content for free will hurt your bottom line, it's really time to release that fear. You can give away almost everything you know for free and still have people buy your paid products or services. How can that be? Well, it's simple, really. The free content that you put out is often dripped out in a very piecemeal way with different formats on different platforms. And while each individual piece may be helpful in its own way, it's not cohesive. People still have to do a decent amount of work to dig through all of your content and try to put it together themselves into some sort of actionable plan. And this is where the value of your paid offerings comes in. Your paid offerings solve a clear problem in an easy to access way. And I know there's lots of different types of paid offerings, so let's talk about how each type of paid content actually solves a problem. If you're offering a paid digital good, like an ebook or a cheat sheet or a checklist or templates, usually what you're doing is boiling things down for people into clear, actionable steps. You're giving them a framework to work from that they don't have to create themselves. The key point here is that you're saving people time and mental energy, and people will 1000% pay for that, even if that information is technically available for free elsewhere on the internet. People are overwhelmed with the amount of information available online, and many of them are strapped for time. Time is money, so if you tie everything up for someone in a nice pretty bow and just say, here, follow this and you'll get results, that is valuable. If you're selling an online course, it's likely a lot more in-depth than your free content, and it's also clearly organized and easy to follow. A course has a starting point and an end point, and a clear outcome that someone will achieve by following the teachings. There's no fluff or uncertainty about whether you're tackling the right things in the right order or missing a step. You just show up, consume the content, follow the steps, and you get the result that you're looking for. And again, that is valuable, and people will pay a lot for that service to be provided for them. You're saving people time while also teaching them something that will serve them moving forward. If you run a membership site, a lot of times what people are actually paying for is community, access to a group of similar people that they connect with and lean on for support. 
In this case, your paid offer meets the need for connection that can't be found elsewhere. Additionally, membership sites often release content frequently, so members know that they don't have to worry about personally keeping up with the latest news, tips, research, or whatever it is in the area that you're an expert in. They can just show up to your membership and get what they need. And that's just another thing that they don't have to worry about, and they will happily pay you for this convenience by being a part of your membership site. If you provide a service, then what people are really paying you for is accountability, personalized advice, and or a done-for-you outcome, which definitely isn't provided by consuming free content. No matter how many followers you have consuming your free content, there will always be a subgroup of people who will happily pay to work with you one-on-one, to hear the guidance from your mouth, to help them apply it to their specific situation, and to give them that accountability piece and check-ins over time to help them implement. So long story short, no matter what your business model, your free content is really not competing with your paid content. Your free content attracts people to you, and while it might solve one-off micro problems, your paid content is adding value on top of that. Tip number two, free content both serves your audience and grows your audience. I'll say that again. The goal of your free content is to both serve your audience and grow your audience. So we want the content to be valuable for the people who are already following us, but we also want to strategically create that content in the right way to attract people to our brand, attract new people who aren't already aware of us. These are people who might eventually be interested in subscribing to our content and purchasing our products and services. For example, in the blogging space, the best way to create posts that both serve people and bring a large number of people to your site each month is to do keyword research before you start writing. Keyword research is basically doing your homework before you write a blog post. Rather than guessing what to write about, we want to use data to find topics that a lot of people search for every month, but that haven't been written about by a lot of high authority websites yet. That way, we know the free content we're creating has a chance to rank towards the top of the Google search results and get lots of people to click over to our site for free. Doing keyword research gives you clarity and an action plan. The data tells you exactly what your people are searching for in mass so that you can be sure you're creating something valuable for them online. You don't need to guess what they might be looking for, or worse, assume that you already know. Let your ideal customer tell you what content to create. If you create content on YouTube, you can also do keyword research to see what keywords people search for specifically on YouTube so that you can create strategic video content to meet your people's needs. If you're a podcaster, there is no keyword research tool at this time, but one way to serve your audience and grow your reach is by interviewing guests on your podcast. If those guests share the interview with their audience, you have a shot at getting in front of a lot of new listeners. If you're mostly focused on social media, you'll want to create content that has a high likelihood of getting engagement, like likes, reactions, shares, comments, and saves. That usually means creating a mix of content that solves people's problems, connects with them emotionally, capitalizes on trends, and that makes them feel like, yes, this person gets it. I have to follow to get more. If you do it right, you'll create content that both people and the social algorithms love, leading to better reach and an engaged and growing audience. Tip number three, high-value free content can grow your email list. If you sell something online, you probably know the insane value of an engaged email list. 
The people on your email list are usually the ones who are most likely to purchase something from you. So anything we can do to increase the number of people joining our email list is time well spent. So what kind of free content can you create to grow that list? Here's an idea. Create opt-ins around high volume, high difficulty keywords in your niche. So these are the opposite of the types of keywords that we create blog posts around. For blog posts, we want high volume, low difficulty so we can rank. But for opt-ins, you can go for those high volume, high difficulty keywords. Again, these are topics that you know people are interested in, but you don't really have a good shot at ranking for with a blog post because all the websites currently ranking at the top of the search results are super large and authoritative already. So while you might not be able to rank a blog post around those topics, you could always create a really high value email opt-in that you can offer to people once they arrive on your site via other pieces of content that you've created. For example, if you are a low FODMAP dietitian, perhaps you've created a ton of content on your site around long tail keywords addressing people's really specific questions about FODMAPs but you haven't written a blog post with a low FODMAP food list because the competition is way too steep and you don't wanna waste your time creating content that will never rank. But what if, instead of creating a low FODMAP food list blog post, you created a low FODMAP food list PDF and sent it to people automatically when they joined your email list? This is an excellent way to be sure that your email opt-in offer is something that's in demand. Nearly 15,000 people search for that phrase every month, so your ideal customer is probably also interested in it. And it increases the chances of someone joining your email list once they land on your site. Another popular way to create free content that grows your email list is to have your email opt-in expand upon the topic that you've written a blog post about. For example, if you wrote a blog post on the 10 best gluten-free items at Trader Joe's, Perhaps a good opt-in to go alongside that would be a comprehensive shopping list of your favorite gluten-free items at Trader Joe's organized by aisle for easy shopping. And finally, a third creative way to use free content to grow your list is to bundle together various blog posts, tips that you've posted on social media, and other content you've created into a high-value download that people can get in exchange for joining your email list. And if you're new to email marketing and aren't sure how this all works or what platform to use to set it up, I highly recommend ConvertKit. That's what I use for all my websites. You can actually set up a free ConvertKit plan and give it a spin and see how you like it. And if you're interested in checking it out through my affiliate link, you can find that at theunconventionalrd.com ConvertKit. If you convert to a paid plan, I will earn a commission. Tip number four, free content should be high quality and consistent. Creating free content is amazing for attracting people to your brand. It would be a mistake to focus all of your time on your paid content and then skimp out on what gets put out for free. Your free content is a marketing tool. It's meant to show people how amazing you are and attract them to working with you or purchasing something from you. And content marketing is awesome because you don't have to spend any money on ads to build a thriving business. Although, of course, you could also do ads. It's amazing if you can do both, but content marketing is available for everyone at no cost. You just have to understand the strategy. All it costs is your time to create the content, but it can and does work for all businesses of any size, whether you're just starting out or you've been around for years. There's a reason that people put out content to serve their audience. It works. It's a great, great way to grow a brand. I also think that content marketing feels good to a lot of people. You can genuinely show up and help people while simultaneously attracting them to you for free. 
And if you put out evergreen content in the form of blog posts on your website, it's basically like building a never-ending asset that just keeps growing over time. Every time you publish a new post, it's another opportunity to get found via a Google search and become visible to a brand new person who's Googling something. So your goal is to create the highest quality content that you can with your free stuff. You wanna find that sweet spot where you're able to put out high quality content, but on a consistent basis. So if we're talking about blogging, posting one or two times a week is a great goal. Not every single piece you create needs to be this epic manifesto on some super technical topic. Actionable posts like roundups, lists, checklists, etc. can be quicker to put together and still do really well in search. You just want to always keep the user experience in mind. What is someone looking for and how can you provide them with exactly that? The last thing you want is for someone to not like the information that they found on your site and then start actively avoiding clicking on your website in the future because they assume all of your content is low quality as well. So you don't need to aim for absolute perfection. That's definitely not what I'm saying here. There's definitely a balancing act. But you do want to make sure that every piece of content you create genuinely meets the needs of your reader. Just pick a publishing frequency you can realistically commit to and push yourself to show up. If that doesn't come naturally, consider bringing on some help, outsourcing, joining an accountability group, or even hiring a coach to help you. Tip number five, use your free content to lead people along the customer journey. Chances are good that someone discovering your content for the first time will not be ready to buy from you. So what do they need to know, believe, or understand in order to be ready? Those are excellent areas to focus your free content around. Where is your audience right now, and where do they need to be in order to want to buy from you? For example, my audience is mostly wellness professionals. They're highly knowledgeable about their specific area of expertise, but a lot of times they don't know that much about starting a website, blogging, or creating digital income streams, because we just aren't taught that in school. So I actually need to do a lot of educating before someone may be ready to buy from me to learn how to blog, monetize, and maybe set up email funnels. They need to understand why having a website and an online presence is important and how that can help them achieve their deeper goals. They need to understand what digital income streams are available to them and also how email marketing can help tie all of these things together. And from a practical standpoint, they also need to have a website in order to implement most of the things that I talk about. So that's a lot of different topics that I could create free educational content around to help people understand how my paid stuff can help them and get them excited about learning and implementing it. So here's an example of a stepwise progression that I have in my business right now. I have a free Facebook group, blog, and podcast where I educate, inspire, create connections, and attract people to my brand. Once people are in my ecosystem, many of them sign up for my free start a website tutorial, where I walk them through creating a self-hosted WordPress website 100% for free. And why did I take the time to create such a valuable offer for free? Well, this free offer serves multiple purposes. One, it is genuinely helpful and sets people up for success. By the end of the free tutorial, they have a functioning website. This really helps people get over the initial roadblock of not having a website and feeling completely overwhelmed about creating one. Rather than allowing people to just give up and turn away, I guide them through how to get started step by step. Number two, it builds trust with my audience. When someone follows along with the tutorial, they get to experience my teaching style, and that can help them decide whether or not they even like learning from me. 
Number three, it grows my email list. When people join the free tutorial, they are added to my email list so that I can continue to send them high value content all year long and also present them with opportunities to buy my course or other special offers. Number four, it sets them up to be ready to buy. Once someone has a website, the next logical thing that they should be focusing on is how to get people to come to that website, which is exactly what I teach inside my signature course, SEO Made Simple. So this is an example of how you can create free content that's almost irresistible to your audience and that prepares them to be ready to work with you. This type of content works in conjunction with my informational and inspirational free content on my website and podcasts and inside my free Facebook group, which attracts people to my ecosystem in the first place. Tip number six, don't forget, you can still monetize free content. It's crucial to understand that free content means free for your readers, but it doesn't mean that you won't see any return on that time investment that you put in. You can monetize free content in the following ways. Number one, display ads. If you get at least 50,000 visitors to your website every single month, you can join the premium ad network Mediavine and automatically place display ads within your blog posts. If you place ads on your site, you can earn ad revenue simply from people reading the free content that you have produced. It's pretty typical to earn $1,000 per month and up in ad revenue once you are accepted into the ad network. Number two, affiliate links. Don't forget that you can also put affiliate links inside some of your free content and make money that way. So for example, inside my free start a website tutorial, I recommend hosting providers, themes, and plugins that I include affiliate links for. Of course, you must always disclose affiliate links so that it's clear to people that you may profit if they purchase through your links. But if you're actually helping someone take action through your content, chances are good that a certain percentage will click and buy. To date, over 2,300 people have signed up for my free starter website tutorial, and I have earned over $20,000 in commissions from the affiliate recommendations made within that tutorial. So even though that tutorial is technically free, it is definitely more than paid for itself in both affiliate income, trust with my audience, and eventual course sales in my business. Number three, sponsored content. You can also monetize free content for your audience by doing sponsored content. With sponsored content, you are paid outright by a brand to create content featuring their product. So unlike affiliate income, where you don't actually get paid up front, but get paid if people purchase through your link, with sponsored content, you get paid a flat fee up front for creating the content in the first place. So for example, if you are a low FODMAP food blogger, Perhaps you create a whole holiday menu featuring a certain brand of low FODMAP products. Pair that with some social media promotion featuring the brand and you could get paid four figures for your work. It just takes a little creativity and persistence and outreach to these companies to find these opportunities. But if you have trust with your audience and they actually listen to your recommendations, then a sponsored post with a brand that wants to reach your specific type of people could be a great opportunity. And number four, bundle free content into a paid offer. If you've created some really epic free content, maybe in the form of a content series on social media or a free email challenge or something like that, you could also totally bundle that content into a small paid offer like a recipe ebook, an educational ebook, or a checklist or templates that people could purchase from you. Because again, it's not even about the information. It's about the convenience and the packaging of the information. Information is out there. If you want to Google something, 1000%, it is probably out there somewhere on the internet. There's not really any secret information that no one can find. 
It's the help with the organization and the implementation that people are paying for. They're paying for the convenience of you packaging it all up in an easy-to-follow format and for explaining it in a very cohesive and comprehensive way that speaks to them. So the bottom line, sometimes people are scared to put out free content. But once you understand the bigger picture and can see how free content strategically leads into your paid content, it becomes clear that content marketing is actually insanely valuable and essential to building an online brand. You can't just hide behind a paywall. You have to be out there serving your people in public in order to start building your online brand. So to summarize, free content gives people a taste of what you have to offer, but your paid offerings are what really solve their problems. Free content serves your current audience, but it also grows your audience so you can reach even more people. Free content can be used strategically to grow your email list so that you can build a real relationship with your followers and make evergreen sales. It's important to create high-quality content, but consistency matters as well. Try to find that sweet spot. I know you can do it. Some of your free content can set people up to be ready to buy from you. What do they need to know, believe, or understand in order to be ready to take action? And don't forget, just because content is free for the end consumer doesn't mean it's not monetizable in other ways like ads, affiliate links, sponsors, etc. But seriously, you can give away almost everything you know in various ways within your free content. And that content is insanely valuable for people who have tons of time and very little funds. They can likely gain some really great value if they take the time to organize your information themselves. But there will always be people in your audience who want convenience, accountability, and personalization who will be ready, waiting, and excited to purchase from you. So in short, free content and paid content are both valuable in their own ways, and they play great together. If you're not yet subscribed to this podcast, the Unconventional RD podcast, I highly recommend doing so today. You can click the subscribe button on iTunes or follow on Spotify, and that way you'll be able to easily find all of the new episodes right when they come out. And if you're really loving what I'm putting down, it would be amazing if you could leave a review on iTunes as well. Reviews help other people find my podcast, which I think helps us all. Simply open the podcast on iTunes and then go to ratings and reviews and click write a review. This is your chance to let other people know why they should check out the episodes, or you can share a story of how it's helped you. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you in the next episode.